Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggs & Scott Auctions, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. I was on Hobby Hotline a couple of weeks ago. Adam Palmer was directing traffic and asking some questions and did a nice job. And the other panelists were Rich Klein and me. We go way back and always have a good time together. Every time a hobby hotline is different, uh, it's every Saturday. On the other hand, I'm only on once a month. Rich is, I don't know if he's on more than once a month, but he, he calls in sometimes anyway. So it's always fun. Uh, great uh, co-hosts. Uh, great regular listeners. It seems like a lot of the same people are there. And the comments are really reasonably kind. It's one of the things I like. I know that when I listen to Jeremy Lee, he's got to cut off some people or block them because they get into too much negativity. But really don't see that with Hobby Hotline. And that's good because it's fun to interact with the commenters. And sometimes they jump on the screen and live because it's a live stream video. We got into a bunch of things and it just roams around. Again, Adam keeps it moving. Of course, he's doing so much with Hobby News Daily. And so he's really uh, tuned into what's going on. But I told him, I said, I want to make sure Hobby Hotline is different from Hobby News Daily because it's weekly and heavy on the interaction, I think, and I hope, because that's one of the reasons I'm on there. I enjoy interacting not just with the other hosts, but with the, the regular li listeners and contributors. They really help make the show. Thanks for that. I'll be on again in a few more weeks. But in the meantime, continue to enjoy the hobby and enjoy some of this content there. I'm trying to keep mine short and sweet, but there's a lot to be said for the longer form journalistic and talk show thing where you have that. That's a lot of fun too. So I do it the way I do it, but then I participate with others in other good formats where you never know what's going to come up. So I try to grab a few minutes each time, just think, well, you know what? I could do an episode about that, or I could just uh, edit out um, from the hour and pull 10 minutes or whatever of something I think would be helpful and add to understanding of the industry, which I'm trying to promote, because I think an informed, educated hobbyist is going to be the best. If you know what you're doing, you're a better ambassador to tell others, and I think you personally can enjoy it more yourself. So thanks, everybody. Be back again in a couple of days with another episode. In the past, we have seen this shift where one company made the cards and now another company is going to be making the cards. When a different company takes over, what are some of those things that you've seen? Over the last 30 years, licenses are won and lost. In the age now of a single for each of these sports, it's somewhat problematic, but you can look and see what Panini's done anyway in baseball. There's still sometimes ways to get around the lack of full licensing. Prism is a substantial brand that has a lot of brand equity and a lot of followers. And so if they're able in any way to continue to do prism type products with that brand mm. within the legalities, but over the next couple of years, their ability to do certain things is going to be slightly curtailed or completely curtailed. But prism I think can live on. And so does that mean fanatics has to buy Prism as a brand, I, I think they've already had those discussions and it sounded like they didn't go very well. Do you think not having autographs of those top quarterbacks in this year's Prism product, any potential that could end up being a good thing? Chasing Ram goes, maybe you don't get the autograph, but if you've got three cards in the CJ Stroud rainbow that are 10 or less print run or that you just can't find, you're going to either open the product or chase the Strouds or chase the Bryce Youngs or chase whomever until you get those cards. Mm -hmm. So it is definitely a plausible situation 
especially because Prism is still popular. Ken Golden is on a hoops card from this year. He's on the Joel Embiid hoops card from this year. And I'll start with you, Dr. Beckett. In the past, have you seen that celebrities being on cards have made that much of a difference? Like, we obviously know the iconic ones of uh, the Menendez brothers, and there's the one with the John Moran with the rapper in the back that's a more modern card. Um, and then Rich and I were talking about some cards early that, you know, from 7 or 2006 with Derek Jeter that they put Mickey Mantle in the background. And then there was like a Red Sox one where they trolled a little bit and they put Rudy Giuliani on the Red Sox winning the World Series, which is a, obviously it's a Red Sox fan. I think it's pretty funny. Do you think that cards like this, and, and obviously in this world, Ken Golden is a celebrity, but in the grand scheme of things, do you think celebrities or people in the background of cards makes... If it's too prominent, you've got to get uh, permissions, I think, if you're going to market it. But if it's incidental like that, I think it's cool. It, Ken is absolutely a hobby celebrity, a big-time hobby media celebrity, and well-deserved for being around a long time and putting his mug out there. Also, it's not cheap to sit on the front row. I've got great seats, but I have not seen myself on a card. Maybe I need to go to more games and move up my seats a little bit. You just got to get a show on Netflix. Let's just get a Netflix show. And then that, and then next thing you know, you'll be on a card. So Rich, what are your thoughts on cards with celebrities in the background? Because I feel like it's also more than celebrities. Our departed former Beckett teammate, Mike Kirsch, and there was a I forgot who the Philadelphia Flyer was, but our dear friends, Phil and Joni Spector, you could see on the background of some 1990-91 Pro Set card. That was just fun for us. Not that Phil and Joan but were celebrities, but we knew them. And it was like, for them, it was really cool. And I think Phil would actually keep track of how many cards he signed. I think I was, I think I, I still had them. I think I was Joan's third signature and Phil was like 84 when I got it or something like that. And one of our former Beckett teammates, Mary Campan, was on the back of a Lauren Meyer upper deck card. And I've got a sign card of that. It's cool. It goes in my hobby sign card collection. So I think it's cool to have people in the background. But as Dr. Beckett pointed out, you do need the permission, especially when they're famous. There's actually a little bit of an infamous case of a person suing a card manufacturer. While he was pictured with a lady on the card, that wasn't his wife. And he was still married at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to be careful. And that's sometimes why they don't do that. Because all of a sudden, oh, we just did something we shouldn't have done. Hey, you're taking her out in public. I get that. You don't expect to show up in the background of a card. So both sides of that argument. But that actually is. And I'm sure that if somebody wants to Google and do the case, they can find it. But it's a fascinating story. It's not fascinating to me in the sense that you just reminded me that we got sued, Rich. Upper Deck got sued and we got sued for publishing magazines showing a picture of an umpire on the card, incidentally. And the umpires said, we're not getting paid mm. for being on these cards. We're a big part of the game. And so you're show, you're not giving us any credit. You're not mentioning it in your magazines. We're right there in the frame, in the card. And we wound up having to settle that because it just was a nuisance, but they wouldn't go away. And Upper Deck, same thing. They were all over Upper Deck because they were in the picture. And if you airbrush them out, it seems like, how is that good? Because then, like then you got like a game going on with without the umpires eventually maybe they'll move to the robot umpires and then i don't know maybe the, hopefully the robots will be cool with being on cards maybe but yes yeah i could see that being and, weird and there's the other lawsuit where panini got sued for having michael jordan in the background mm. and making him not blurring him out when he was fully licensed exclusively to upper deck 
that was in the background of a Scottie Pippen card or something. So it wouldn't mm. be that hard to imagine. But they had a lawsuit over that. Where's Paul Lesko when you need him? Yeah. Jim, remember when I, maybe the first year or two, and it turned out we were absolutely right. We got sued at Beckett because we talked about PVC and the dangers it provided to cards and albums. And I will tell you, 30 years later, on those rare occasions now when I get something from a plastic sheet that had PVC on it, oh boy, you can tell the difference. Good luck getting it out. Yeah. So, Rich, I actually have an interesting question. For you working at ComC, do you guys have any type of the person in the background, for example? Is that like a type of card that you guys catalog it all? If it's appropriate, we sure. example, if Kobe Bryant is guarding somebody, it's a rich, I call it the continuation line because that's what we called it at Beckett. But in the continuation line, guarded by Kobe Bryant or guarded by Michael Jordan in background of photo. It, to me, it has to be somewhat important. Kenny Golden, I think, is one level below that. And on the Melendez Brothers card, I just put famous people to actually put the whole story out there. It's okay. You'll either figure it out or you won't. Well, right. But we do put that on cards. There's a three tops Reggie Smith card when he was playing first base the last year of his career. He's tagging or trying to tag Ryan Sandberg. That's also Ryan Sandberg's rookie card year. So that's an important thing to put in. So absolutely, we put in when appropriate, guarded by somebody. And I think if I see something come in as a legitimate request, I'll make sure it goes in because it's important and because it might sell more cards. And anything that sells more cards helps see. I look at it on a pragmatic viewpoint, too, that any way I can get more cards sold and more cards into the world, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, I definitely wanted to highlight this one. Rich knows about that Sandberg card. Like I said, just so much knowledge of not even, I don't know if it's random necessarily, but it's like stuff within the hobby that other people just don't know. It's obviously an honor to be on a, the panel with both of you guys. And I don't want to toot your guys' horn too much. I think you guys know like how much knowledge you have in, in, in the hobby and seen so much change. And yeah, for like example, that Sandberg card, I don't think many people know about I, I that. Think so Adam, it's again, like I said about Ted Zanadakis, basically it's not just that Rich is so encyclopedic it's that he is willing to share and mm-hmm. to share freely. I totally vote Rich for Kenny Golden being mentioned. I yeah. think it's hobby significant. Okay, I will do that on Monday. Yeah, so I think this is actually an interesting comment too, because it would be cool to be in the background of a card at a game. I wonder, this, when I see comments like this, sometimes it just gets my mind racing and I'm like, Tops probably could do something where they either get a photo from a game, do some sort of Tops Now concept, and maybe they could sell a specific seat and it's like they sell this seat and it's like a top seat or something where you get a card if you buy this ticket where you'll get a card with you in the background or something along those lines. I think I give tops too many ideas and I don't think I've got paid from them yet. So I'm going to move on here just so that way. I don't no, that's a great idea, but it's just too easy to Photoshop. <laughs> so, right. And there's so many card doctors and very talented card artists out there that could do that. I, right. You give me a great idea. I'm a, I could be on any card now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remember in the 1990s, Upper Deck ran a contest to have somebody come on a card with uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. And then the grandmother posed on the card with him and she saw the card with him. Yeah. And it, it was a cool concept trying to get more people involved and she's on the card. The man in the house who called-